Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we are dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to episode 19 of Disney Honor Roll. Original release date, April 28th, 2021. Today we will be grading Star Tours, The Adventures Continue, but first it's time for our morning announcements. The Disney Boardwalk Inn will be opening for guests starting on July 2nd. Yes, the DVC side of the Boardwalk has been open since July of last year, but we are very excited that they are preparing to reopen another Disney resort. We are just slowly getting back to normal here, and I'm so happy. I know, me too. And the boardwalk is one of the places that is on my bucket list of where I want to stay. That was the first DVC resort that I ever stayed at, and I just, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. The location is amazing, and, you know, being from Jersey, the boardwalk theme just sounds awesome. And now that they redid the pool, too, dying to stay there. That clown was a little creepy. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people understand that the clown pool was gone, but uh, (laughs) a little creepy. Yeah. See you later, clown. (laughs) Our next announcement, Disney resorts are starting to allow guests to refill their own resort cups at the beverage stations. Some resorts have changed their stations to self-service again, while others are still having cast members fill beverages. But I expect that over the next few weeks, all resorts will be transitioning to self-service again. Yes, I definitely agree. I think that's a good move. And if it's going well at the resorts that they have started, why not? open that up to more resorts. And apparently Blizzard Beach has been allowing this self-service for their beverage station since they reopened last month. Yes. Now, if our listeners don't know, the Walt Disney World water parks have their own refillable mugs that are different from the resort mugs. So you can't use your resort mug at the water park and vice versa. Just another way to make more money. Uh, Yeah. I wish that they would put refillable mug stations into the parks. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder if they're rolling out these refill your own mugs again in the less crowded spaces first. That probably makes sense so that they can keep distance and make sure that it's going to go well. I'm sure they're not going to go into the super crowded areas quite yet. I'm just happy that they're doing it because what they were doing, it wasn't just the cast members refilling the mugs. It was cast members filling up the drink that you wanted in a disposable cup if you had the mug. So it's much less waste this way. Yes, and I've heard that the cast members also had other jobs to do, too. So you might be waiting around for a little while for the cast member to come to fill up your disposable cup. Yes. Yes, they were busy, busy. Mm -hmm. But thank you, cast members. Yes, thank you, as always. We know you work so hard to make our dreams come true. All right, and our final announcement is that the Disney Cruise Line will require all guests 18 and older to be fully vaccinated on their Magic at Sea UK-only sailings that are happening this summer. The Dr. Disney website states, In order to sail, guests 18 years of age and older must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 as defined by the National Health Service. NHS currently defines fully vaccinated as seven days after the final dose. Guests under 18 years old are not required to be vaccinated, but must provide proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test result paid for by the guest, not by Disney, taken between five days and 24 hours prior to embarkation, 
All guests, including those who have been vaccinated, are also required to undergo an antigen COVID-19 rapid test administered by a third party in the terminal prior to boarding, at Disney's expense. Daily temperature checks and health questionnaires will be required for all guests prior to embarkation and during the cruise. And all guests ages 11 and older are required to wear a face covering on the ship and at terminals unless in their stateroom, eating or drinking in a designated seating area, or while stationary, swimming, or occupying a deck chair. Very interesting. Um, I find it interesting that their National Health Service over in the UK is seven days after the final dose, since we're 14 here. Yes. And then the guests ages 11 and older are required to wear a mask. And I'm wondering if, if that's the national standard over there in UK, that younger kids don't wear masks. I know. I'm going to have to ask my friend Claire that lives there. It's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Those same two things stuck out to me. So, Claire, if you're listening, tell us. <laughs> Come on, Claire. So I wonder what this means for cruises from the U.S. when they return. I think that they'll probably be requiring vaccinations in the same way. I know a lot of other cruise lines have already come out to announce that vaccinations will be required for guests. Yes. And some of them are actually requiring them for all guests. So that basically eliminates anyone under the age of 16 from even being able to sail. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Disney won't do that because it's a family cruise line, but still. We'll see. That eliminates a huge portion of travelers there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Things are so fluid, though, and they're constantly changing. So while I agree that mandatory vaccinations seem plausible for Disney Cruise Line here in the United States, it's so hard to predict what will actually happen when domestic cruising begins again. Yeah. Who knows when that'll be? Hopefully soon. I hope so. I'm, I'm still holding out hope for my August cruise here. It hasn't been canceled yet, so fingers crossed. Well, you'll get your cruise credit either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they offer it, they're not. It's not a given. It's just cruise by cruise that they're offering it. Cancellation by cancellation. <laughs> I think so too. I am paid in full, so we shall see. All right, let's move on to our progress reports. And our first progress report makes me so happy. Me too. Me too. Me too. The People Mover has officially reopened. Woohoo! It had closed prior to the shutdown in March 2020, and it had not reopened since until this past weekend. We are so excited to hear this news. The People Mover is definitely a staple in Future World, and it is so nice mm-hmm. that it is finally back. The ride is such a nice little break in the day because you just sit and you kind of cruise along, get to see all the sights from a different angle from everything else just walking through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love riding it and catching the inside of Space Mountain with the lights on. Yes. I've seen it once. It's so great. It's always so fun. My mom likes to tease the grandkids. And when I was little, she teased me about this, that it was just a nice slow ride. And then pretend to be shocked when it those few spots where it speeds up. <laughs> it's always really cute. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do want to add that as of the time we're recording, it's opened because it feels like it does go down a lot. So hopefully by the time this airs, it will still be working. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, last week they had Stitch on the people mover, just waving to everybody below. So I thought that that was a really good sign because when I was there back in end of March, uh, I saw the people mover on, but... There was just one ride going with Disney officials. <laughs> and then 
other ones just going empty. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good sign to see the characters on it. And then this happened. That's kind of a like. fun character experience. How fun would that be just to see random character like floating around? Buzz Lightyear or something would be cool in there. Oh, yeah. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, back on Disney Cruise Line. The DCL has revealed some more behind-the-scenes looks at their newest ship, the Disney Wish. There will be a special 30-minute presentation on April 29th, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this on release day. It's called the Once Upon a Disney Wish live stream that will take place at 11 a.m. Eastern. I can't wait for this. I'm going to have to catch the replay, unfortunately, because, you know, teaching. But Teaching. (laughs) Super excited. I love the little video teaser that they put out. It just looks so beautiful. And I know it's going to be a while for me before I can get on this wish, but it just looks amazing. It really does look gorgeous. So if you haven't caught the pictures yet, definitely look that up. All right. Let's move on to our report card. Yay, Star Tours. Right, so let's give some history. Star Tours debuted in Tomorrowland Disneyland in 1987, and at the time, it was the first attraction based on a non-Disney licensed intellectual property. It replaced a ride called Adventure Through Inner Space. That would be an interesting ride to go back and find some footage of. Yeah, it would be. The ride had subsequent openings at Tokyo Disneyland, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disneyland Paris. In 2010, the attraction in Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios closed and converted to Star Tours The Adventures Continue. This attraction was completed in Hollywood Studios on May 20th, 2011. May 20th is my anniversary. (laughs) It's a good day. It is. The updated ride system includes high-definition video, a Dolby 3D high-definition screen, an improved motion simulator, and some new special effects. So cool. All right, so let's talk about this queue. The, mm-hmm. the queue of Star Tours in Hollywood Studios, because they are different in each of the parks. This one is an Ewok village on the forest moon of Endor. Guests are placed in the role of space tourists en route to a predetermined destination. The indoor queue is a spaceport terminal, complete with posters advertising trips to different planets and a large LCD screen with flight statuses, weather forecasts, and Star Tours advertisements. I always thought that was so cool. I know. I love looking at all those posters. They're just so fun. And it helps pass the time. And they're just so cool. I know. It would be so cool to be on the creative team to like come up with that. That's your job to come up with all those fun things. They did such a good job with this ride. Let's tell them more. Okay. The queue also (laughs) includes audio animatronics of C-3PO, R2-D2, and two Mon Calamari officers that interact with one another and to guests. As you enter the cargo bay, Captain Rex from the original attraction can be found. He occasionally has a power surge and delivers a line from the original attraction. (laughs) I just love these little nods to the original attraction. It's so nice that they put those little touches in. Mm -hmm. Two G2 droids interact with guests as they conduct their tasks. The more outspoken droid processing the passenger's luggage on a scanning system reveals the luggage's contents to the guests waiting in the line. That's so funny. I know. <laughs> there are many references, gags, and jokes relating to Star Wars, Disney, and Pixar films, and all that's made through the announcing of what's in the luggage. I know. I think that is so clever. Again, we love these Imagineers. I know. We love you, Imagineers. Super fans here. Guests then retrieve their 3D flight glasses and are directed by a flight agent to one of six gates where they wait to board. 
Alrighty, so the wait time for this ride is an average of 24 minutes, and the ride length is five minutes long. And I think our thrilldata.com data is actually pretty on track with this. Usually it's a half hour or less, and it doesn't feel like that long with all the cool stuff you get to look at through the queue. Definitely. All right, so while you are waiting to board, there is a pre-show video showing C-3PO, who has been assigned to maintenance on the Star Speeder 1000, that's the ship that you are about to board. C-3PO inadvertently gets trapped in the cockpit after the ship's captain leaves. <laughs> oh, C-3PO. C-3PO, he's so cute. <laughs> then Ali Sansan presents safety instructions to the guests, who then board the vehicle. After the doors close, C-3PO complains to R2-D2 about the misunderstanding. The ship then takes flight. And for any true Star Wars fans out there, we're doing our best with the pronunciations with this. We are. <laughs> we enjoy Star Wars, but I also have to throw out that my nephew, he, when he was little, he would call R2-D2 R2-D2. Oh, that's cute. So, shout out to you, O. So cute, Owen. <laughs> the ride sequence which is the best part, I believe, is randomized. And guests that are riding Star Tours will experience four out of 21 different segments during each journey. So this gives Star Tours the advantage of being both highly repeatable and constantly surprising. I think this is just so cool. I like the ride before the the renovation of it, but oh my goodness, this is just awesome now. It is. And it's almost like what we were talking about last week with Tower of Terror and how you're not really sure how the drop is going to be like, but it's taking it up to the next level because it is four different scenarios that you're going to experience. So the combinations and permutations are unbelievable. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) We'll get to that in a moment. So even though guests can experience different journeys, the main priority is always delivering a rebel spy to safety. The rebel spy is chosen from the guests on the ride vehicle, and their photo is displayed to all the riders. So once you board, they actually snap a picture (laughs) of whoever the rebel spy is and display that picture up for everybody to see. That's so So funny. It's like that guy in the Laugh Factory. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, the last time I went on, it was like this little eight-year-old boy. It was so funny. Oh, that's so cute. So an interesting fact about the Rebel Spy, and I didn't realize this until I had done this research. The ride originally used a mixture of he, him, she, her, or they, them pronouns, depending on the guest that was chosen. But as of 2019, they only use they, them, which I think is a really nice change. Um, it just adds to that inclusion key that we talked about last week. They added that fifth key of inclusion for Disney. And it's just so nice that they, you know, people aren't going to be offended if they're called they, but you could hurt someone's feelings and offend them if you call them the wrong pronoun. Yes, definitely. Now, remember I told you that we would get to the permeations in a minute? Get ready for this, everybody. (laughs) Get your calculators ready. (laughs) Yes. Check out work here. Of the 21 random segments that are available for guests to view, there are four opening segments, five primary destination segments, seven hologram message segments, and five ending destination segments. Combined, they allow for 700 different possible ride experiences. Locations and characters from the prequel series do not mix with those from the sequel series. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I just did the math real quick in my head as you were talking, and 
You're right. <laughs> Who needs a calculator? <laughs> I was estimating, but I got close. <laughs> this could be a really fun math question on a virtual field trip. That would be awesome. So any other teachers out there, keep this in mind. I just found out that I'm going to be doing sixth grade math enrichment over the summer. So I'm definitely going to keep that in my back pocket. Oh, hmm. well, that'd be a good one for that. All right. So at the conclusion of the journey, C-3PO thanks the guests for choosing Star Tours as their space line of choice and are then given disembarking instructions by Ali Sansan. All righty. So that's the ride in a nutshell for you guys. But what would we change? I feel like they made so many amazing upgrades and I now just love it just the way that it is. I know. I totally agree. I just love the variation, the experience when you go on. The chances are you're never going to see the same show twice unless you ride it 701 times. <laughs> um, and Although I did see the same, almost the same show. Ooh. Just one segment was different. And I feel yeah. like, I guess I don't. On the same trip. Oh, the same trip. I was going to say, I don't ride it often enough to be able to even remember. <laughs> I just enjoy mm-hmm. it every time. But yeah, if it was the same trip, I'd probably be like, hey, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. The only thing that I would have hoped to change is if they could just literally pick this up and move it into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge so it would make more sense in the area. You are totally spot on with that. Now, with Toy Story Mania, they were able to change the entrance queue for that ride, mm-hmm. like we talked about back in one of the early episodes. And the entrance to that is now in Toy Story Land. So I feel like if they really wanted to, they might have been able to do something like that with this. But who knows? I was not there at the planning meeting. Yeah, I'm sure they probably tried, but it was just not worth it. Yeah, I guess. But yes, I would change that as well. It's still enjoyable nonetheless. Now, as far as happy memories on this, our nostalgia, I don't have anything in particular. I don't know if you do, but... I just always wish that I could be that person on the ride, the rebel spy. I have never been the rebel spy, and I agree. I don't really have anything in particular, but I guess we're just too plain looking to get one of those. I guess. We'll have to wear a crazy hat next time or something. Do something really wild. That sounds good to me. All right, so let's check out our rubric. You can find our rubric, as always, on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to follow along with us, just follow us at Disney on a Roll. All right, I think everybody listening could have predicted that for Q theming, we are giving this a three. Very well done. Q comfort is also a three. There is a small part that's outside, but I've never had to wait outside. Neither have I. With the average wait time of less than a half an hour, you most likely aren't going to be waiting outside unless maybe with social distancing, maybe it's different. The wait time versus ride length, this was really good. It gets a two. For cast member setup, this ride scores a one. And again, no fault by the cast members themselves. I just feel like there could have really been greater opportunity for them to really get into character. I know. I feel like we're saying that so much on our rubrics, but I guess that's that's one way Disney could up the game here. Well, maybe now with the... Um, inclusion of allowing cast members to show their tattoos and to be more creative with their appearances, costume choices. Maybe they could really spice that up a little bit. That'd be pretty cool. All right. So ride comfort. We gave a three. 
For ride maintenance and technology, obviously this gets a three as well. Ride theming, I think you guys know, it gets a three. And ride extras, again, a three. You just never know what you're going to get. So awesome. So this brings in our Star Tours rubric at 21 points. And Star Tours scores an A. Good job, Star Tours. So Star Tours joins Frozen Ever After, Toy Story Mania, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and the Tower of Terror to get an A. Very good company there. So three of our five A rides are at Hollywood Studios. Hmm. That's a good point. And none from Magic Kingdom yet. No? Interesting. Very interesting. I love keeping track of this. <laughs> Let's leave our loyal listeners with a quote of the day here. The quote is, you can't stop the change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. And that was said by Shmi Skywalker. Mama Anakin. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you read that, all I can think of is you can't stop the beat from Hairspray. <laughs> you can't stop the... <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar sentiment. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I love that it's the suns from setting. Yes, plural. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening. We would be honored if you shared our podcast with someone that you know in your life who also enjoys Disney. Thank you for the reviews and the feedback that you have left us. If you haven't left us any feedback yet, any reviews, please go and do so. We love to hear from you. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. Reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See, See you real soon. soon.